Good morning, and welcome to the 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting of Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Rick Jay, and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Cary, North Carolina. The day is Monday, April 3rd, 2023. We are reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and starting the chapter into action on page 72. The first paragraph, beginning with, having made our personal inventory and reading through that one paragraph only. Today's readers are Laura Z in the 12 Steps, Naomi GB, the 12 Traditions, and our big book readers are Kathy S in the text, Claire E on page 164, and Lulu L is our backup reader. Our newcomer greeter is Colleen M, and our second hour moderator is Maria F. The share ID for Sunday, April 2nd, 2023 is 20,114. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose. OA's fifth tradition states each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive eater who still suffers. A division for you big book study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence in the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. Here are the steps we took, which are suggested as a program of recovery. I will now ask Maura Z to read the 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Morning, Rick Kane. Maura Zimmerman here, grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Virginia. The 12 steps. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, were entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. Thank you, Laura. I will now ask Naomi GB to read the 12 traditions of OA. Good morning, everyone. I'm a compulsive overeater. My name is Naomi GB from Ontario, Canada. 
uh, the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. 10, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues, hence the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. Twelve, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. And thank you for the opportunity to choose service, and I pass. All right, thank you, Naomi. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes, at the end of which I will give you a gentle reminder. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. Once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass when, and then press star one to remute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous and starting the chapter into action on page 72. The first paragraph, beginning with, having made our personal inventory through that one paragraph only. I will now ask Kathy S. to begin reading. Thanks, Rick. This is Kathy S., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Georgia. Chapter 6, Into Action. Having made our personal inventory, what shall we do about it? We have been trying to get a new attitude, a new relationship with our Creator, and to discover the obstacles in our path. We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is. We have put our finger on the weak items in our, on, in our personal inventory. Now these are about to be cast out. This requires action on our part, which when completed will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our defects. 
This brings us to the fifth step in the program of recovery mentioned in the preceding chapter. Okay, so when I first, I don't know about you guys, but when I first saw like even the title, I'm like into action. Didn't we just in on page 63 talk about vigorous action? You know, what is this about? And and I actually looked up the word into, which um, means to, um, it means like it indicates an entry. And I think of this as an entry into the fourth dimension. It's in the direction of God. And how does that happen? We have done our inventory. That's the action that we took. But now we have to move that action, that whole inventory, in a direction of confession, basically. And it's sharing with, you know, we do it, I do it with God. I, it gets revealed to myself. And now I have to share it with someone else. And this is the beginning of the process, like it says, of how these defects get cast out. Because that's what it takes in order to have a connection with God. We have to be clear of all that's blocking us. And the first step in that direction is to take the action to share it with someone else. And, and uh, I do this all the time um, when I do a 10th step. So uh, this sharing with someone is, is vital. I, I, don't, I can't explain it. I don't know how it works, but it definitely works. And for me, there's so much more that happens when I share it with someone else because I can see certain things, but I, I would miss a lot if I didn't share it. And what comes up is, is the idea of revelation. There's always a deeper processing. And I also believe that where two or more are gathered, God is present. And, and I often hear when I share a 10th step, someone would say, like, this is what I heard. Or they, they feel prompted to ask another question. And only in that um, experience have I found, like, just yesterday, I gave away a 10th step about being disturbed about blinds that my daughter's boyfriend installed in their house. And, yeah, sounds kind of crazy, but I woke up thinking about it. I was disturbed about it. I didn't even really understand why I didn't feel like it was even much of a disturbance. However, in the end, when I was, after I shared it with this other fellow, what came up was a really deep fear about poverty. That's something that I grew up with, that I learned from my parents, and, and I was like blown away because it's like the direction that these things turn is crazy. But in then offering up the prayer that we'll get to in future steps, like step seven to ask, six and seven to ask God to please remove these defects, I have to realize what's there and then request, ask God to have to remove them, and only them, and I free. So um, it's a beautiful process. The process of sharing also includes accountability and humility. Just a reminder. These are also, thank you, uh, very spiritual concepts and uh, exciting paragraphs and uh, exciting chapter. And just thanks for allowing me to be of service and to share. With that, I pass. Thank you for getting us started, Kathy. Before we get our first group of names, just a reminder that although we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Please give me your first name only and the first initial of your last name. Who would like to share on what was read today? Lulu L. Gotcha, Lulu. Yeah, didn't get either one of those names. Alistair. Alistair? Alistair? 
Alice W. Mm -hmm. Alice W. Claire E in the UK. Got you, Claire. Larry K. Got you, Larry. Morning, brother. Ginger C. Got you, Ginger. Got room for a couple more. So far, I've got Lulu L, Alice Abby. W, Larry E, Larry K, and Ginger C. Did you say Abby? Was that like, Abby like that was just on? Like Abby dear B. Abby B. Abby B. All righty. Okay. Anyone else? All right. This is our lineup for now, and then we'll get another group of names. Lulu L, Alice W, Clary, e, Larry K, Ginger C, and Abby B. And please, as you introduce yourself, remember to include your state. Lulu L, you're up first, followed by Alice W. Go ahead, Lulu. Good morning. Can I be heard? Yes, you can. Cool. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking this meeting. I know you're feeling a little under the weather, and so we are grateful just the same that you're here to guide us. And thank you to the reader because the very first thing that was said was into action sounds like entry into the fourth dimension. And I wrote that down because I thought that was brilliant. Um, however, when I looked at my fourth step inventory, I, I didn't see brilliance there. <laughs> I didn't see the fourth dimension there. I was guided by my sponsor to, to look at where am I, selfish, self-seeking, dishonest, and afraid. And those are all my defects. And they come up again and again and again. It's not like one and done, right? You do it once and more will be revealed. It's the whole onion peeling thing. And so looking, at just last night I was listening to a podcast and I realized places where I had been dishonest. So it's an ongoing process, and I'm so grateful for it because I don't want to stay stuck because that would be stagnation. And my goal, my desire is to continue to grow. And, yes, it requires action. So I noticed where I was being dishonest, and, and, and it, immediately became, it, it immediately came into my consciousness where I needed to correct that. It, it was, it's with my food plan. And and I'm like, oh, okay. The only person I'm harming here is me if I don't get clean and clear on this. And so that is the action that is required of me this morning. Um, and then I'm then I'll. I mean, it's I just feel fresh and wonderful this morning when I woke up that I had this this newer revelation. Um, and I'm just so grateful. I'm grateful to God. And so here we go into the fifth step of the program, and everybody gets freaked out about the fourth step. For me, I, I wasn't really freaked out because I really didn't do it as deeply and thoroughly as I could have. Um, I, but I know better now, right? We know, and then we know more. Um, but the fifth step was a little scary because I felt like my sponsor was going to be judging me on all the stuff on my fourth step. And I did not find that to be true. I found love and compassion and deep understanding. And so I 
I desire and I hope that I am that same kind of guide for my sponsees as well, to be able to feel that freedom of casting out the stuff that no longer serves us, to tossing it aside and seeing a clear path, at least a clearer path for today. Oh, and I don't know if I told you guys I'm in Florida. This is Lulu Ellen, Florida, recovered for today. Thank you, and I'll pass, and thank you for your service. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you so much, Lulu. Alice W., you're up next, followed by Clary. Go ahead, Alice. Uh, thank you. Hi, I'm Alice um, W., compulsive overeater. Thanks so much for your service, and what a fab meeting so far. I'm really so grateful to these meetings. Um yeah, there's a there's just a couple of things I've got on that actually. Is one is the small things. I so one of my defects of character is laziness. I can't be bothered, <laughs> and I think ah, oh, it's fine. It's fine. I'm not really bothered about that. Um, and it always gets me eventually. And so I sort of think I'm not going to do a step ten on that. You know, there are times when I think it's so small, or I think about something else. You know, there's a dishonesty. Think straight about something else. It doesn't even exist. You know. <laughs> Um, but it is like, like we shared, you know, when you get to the bottom of it, there's something, there's always something huge. My sponsor said this to me as well. There's always something really big, some belief that needs turning around and that's blocking me from my higher power. And, um, you know, in the step five, um, for me, like every step has had this level of massive surrender and discomfort with it. And the step five, was such an ego busting thing for me it was really it was it, it, it was very clear cleaning but very um very hard but it's one of those things it's like you just have to do I'm sure it's like going to the loo but you, it's it's this um liberating process and um you know and I was so worried actually my sponsor laughed at one of the things I thought was deeply serious and actually it's it's getting out because my disease just wants to keep me separate. It wants to keep me in shame and fear and remorse and all of those things and build it up and drama and everything like that. And it's just all of this is just weeding out the disease and all my blocks from my higher power, um, which keep me moving forward. And it even does it in the, like I listen every morning to page 84 to 86, the big book, um, about you know resting on the laurels you know it's easy to do even then you know recovered it's like I'm all right and it's like no I've got to I've just got to keep trudging the road I've got to keep doing all the work otherwise it gets me because it's like building up a plaque it's like sort of having gum disease or something you know it builds up this plaque um where eventually um you know, it gets me back to the food. I, I've got an analogy, but it's too long on that one. Sorry, I'm, I'm not making much. So, um, but I'm just very grateful. It's such a fantastic process. And um, it's something that, you know, thank goodness, through step tens, we can do regularly the step five and uh, handing over, moving forward to be a best service um, and to do my higher powers will and, and to follow my my higher powers purpose for me without all my ego in the way um so yeah I just remember that my ego really it hurts you know but thank goodness I um I, I moved through it so um yeah just very grateful um I, I don't know made sense thank you all right cheers and Alice uh could you please tell us where you're calling from please 
Uh, from can you hear me? For um, Alice W yeah. from the UK, from North Yorkshire, the UK. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Alice. Clary, you're up next, followed by Larry K. Go ahead, Claire. Thanks, Rick. My name's Claire E. I'm from Cornwall in the UK um, and um, recovered uh, uh, compulsive eater. Bulimic. Um, So, yeah, uh, here we have the end of step four and we're moving into step five. And, um, you know, I've done a few step fours in my time and I really love this uh, sentence here, which has been sort of talking about the function of step four. You know, it's to try and get a new attitude, a new relationship with our creator and to discover the obstacles in my path. And, you know, the new attitude, I was thinking about this this morning when I read this paragraph, you know, what's the new attitude? And I guess for me, it's flipping from that resentment and fear and all that stuff that I've done, that shame, you know, to sort of seeing other people in a new perspective, um, you know, seeing everybody, including myself as human beings, just doing the best we can with the tools we have. Um, New relationship with my creator, you know, I'm trying to depend more on my creator, bring my creator into all my affairs, you know, try to, you know, do God's will for me in a day rather than my own stuff. That selfishness, trying to move from selfishness into being an agent, an agent for my higher power and to discover the obstacles in my path. So, yeah, absolutely. I need to look at what are the biggies for me and what are the little ones, the chestnuts that keep coming up over and over and over. And this is sort of the exact nature it talks about. You know, what are the nature of my defects? Which are the ones that bring me down? Which are the ones that block me from a higher power? Um, and the, the problem is, is that I, um, you know, it says, that, you know, and I have done that in a rough way. I've made my inventory and I do this. I write out inventory and I can, I'm, you know, I've done a lot of inventory in my time. I've got a big list of defects. I know the ones that come up time and time again. But the problem is, is of course, self cannot overcome self. You know, I can know that. Um, I can even take it to God, but I can't overcome it. And so I need another human power. I need to talk about this with someone else. And you know, all this stuff, it's a real magic we're talking about defects and inventory with someone else because there is a different perspective they bring to it. You know, often people can see in me stuff I can't see in myself. You know, I, I can assert it in a rough way, but often my sponsor can get it in a pretty precise way, actually, um, because she's sort of objective. She's not really in my head. And, you know, therefore, I need to admit to God, I need to say it out loud, you know, as soon as that stuff comes out my mouth, the secrets, my, my, my illness loves secrets, my illness loves to figure things out. And it just doesn't work. I need somebody else and I need their perspective on my stuff, you know, to move through it. Um, it says, you know, I can't wish away resentment. I can't wish away fear. I, I need to have help with it. You know, without help, it is too much for us. And, and you know, so that's what brings me into fifth step now is, 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 is starting to get honest and get real with other people about the exact nature of my wrongs in order to open myself up for help and um, and for the rest of the program for, for, you know, for six and seven and eight and nine. Um, so, yeah, that's my thoughts on, on this paragraph this morning. It's great to be in this meeting and I will pass with that. Thank you. Thank you so much, Clary. All right, Larry Kay, you're up next, followed by Ginger C. Go ahead, Larry. Hey, Rick, good morning. I'm Larry Kay, uh, Recovered Compulsive Reader from Chicago. And I, I guess when I read this, I, I think of, um, you know, why is it so hard to keep it simple? You know, there's a slogan in AA and other 12-step programs, you know, keep it simple. And we, we, we see it on bumper stickers, you know. And, and for many of us, you know, we try to uh, think ahead and anticipate potential outcomes of, of the different actions we're going to take and the choices we're going to take before, 
you know, I'm going to move ahead with some simple action. And, and for me and for many of us, the result is we spend so much time anticipating potential outcomes that I miss the obvious things staring me right in the face. You know, I, I want to think things through to the point that obvious solutions don't occur to me. So I was thinking of a, like an example. A few years ago in my life, I have a neighbor, not so many years ago, actually not maybe a couple of years ago, I have a neighbor who was describing her experience of growing uh, tomatoes and drying tomatoes. And I asked, uh, you know, to, to, in my mind, which was a quite reasonable question, how long do you dry them? I wanted to know the details, you know, I wanted to know the, the specific way that I could know that my tomato drying process had been successful. That's a, so much of an addict kind of thought, right? So my neighbor says, you know, until they're dry, <laughs> sort of in a tone that said, yeah, I can't believe you're asking me this, duh, right? And, and she was being funny, but, but this is sort of exhibit A for me on how I could miss the obvious answers, you know, because I assume that anything that has, that has to be done requires a deeper, more profound understanding, you know, and, uh, and so I don't keep it simple. And the other example, not, not long ago, I had another revelation, big revelation here. My mom takes a number of prescription medications each morning. And every morning she would juggle and open the, you know, the collection of pill bottles and it was time consuming and a hassle and maybe confusing for an older person, confusing for me. And I guess I first saw a pill organizer at, at the Walgreens, right? And I mean, I'm embarrassed to admit, but it was a revelation, a simple way that I can eliminate the daily hassle of her opening and closing pill bottles and all that. And so every two weeks, she refills the pill organizer each day. She simply opens the holder containing the day's allotment, and that's that. So when I read this, when, you know, moving in the step here, and I keep it simple, am I adding things that I don't need to add? Am I over sort of contemplating and analyzing stuff? Because that was never the way this was intended to be done. If it seems super, super complicated, someone told me, you're doing Good reminder. it wrong. Thanks, Rick. If it seems overly complex, you're probably doing it wrong, Larry. So keep it simple here with this stage. And with that, I pass. Thanks, Rick. Thank you so much, Larry. Ginger C., you're up next, followed by Abby B. Go ahead, Ginger. Good morning, and thank you for your service. I am Ginger C., a real compulsive overeater, and I live in Colorado. And I just love what I've been hearing this morning, especially the first share and the reader, and now we are trying to get this new attitude, this new relationship, because without this power between me and the food, I will guarantee get back eating, and it's just going to be a matter of time. And I'm so grateful these directions are so simple, like it was just mentioned. I just have to do them, and I have to do them thoroughly and honestly. And sometimes it's really hard. It's easy to bitch about things, and... uh write a lot in my fourth step because it's my chance to sort of throw it all up. But then we know it's coming down the road. You know, five, you're going to get honest and share that with your sponsor, but then that amends is around the corner. And do I really want to make an amend to this asshole? And it's really hard work. And it's like, how free do you want to be? Because the truth is what's going to set you free. And this person and this disturbance 
these suds, right? Seemingly unimportant, not a big deal, not eating my lunch. You know, I hear their name and I want to scream. I got to get honest. I got to look, even if I have the smallest part and they have 99% more, something's still in me. And this is the stuff that I will absolutely not be able to do God's work with because it's going to block me. Even if it's a tiny little bit of blockage, it's still blocking me. And usually for me as an addict, it builds. And that blockage just goes one on top of the other, on top of the other, on top of the other. And I love that my sponsor's on the line because I had such a resentment with a coworker. Huge, huge resentment. And I did get honest. I did get thorough. I did put her down. And then when it came time for that ninth step amend, she denied it. She didn't want to hear from me. She did not want to see me or talk to me. And I don't blame her. And then, you know, the book is real clear. We're just ready to go when it's time because I have to do my work. And I've got to do it thoroughly. And I can't believe this, you guys, but I saw her yesterday. It's been about two years since I told her I'd make that amend. And I was scared. I was driving over to this place to meet her. Like, what is going to happen? And again, I love the promises of the book. Nine times out of ten, the unexpected. Just like the last share, we're always thinking ahead, knowing how things are going to go. Really? I got this crystal ball? I don't think so. And it was the most beautiful time together. It was all love. Everything between us completely was gone. It just was melted away. And all I had to do was trust God, let God go through the gate first, because we went to a barn to see a horse, and then watch the show unfold. I don't know what's going to happen, but I know God's got great plans. And thank goodness for these work, because it's the forgiveness that I give to you that I really need to give to me to be gentle and loving with Ginger. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Ginger. Abby B., you're up next, and we'll get some more names. Go ahead, Abby. Thanks very much, and thanks to O Readers Anonymous and AA. Um, I um, I've been working on a on six seven, and here I am this morning looking at four and the word, the phrase new attitude. We're, we have been trying to get a new attitude. Just the beginning of that. And uh, that whole sentence, um, and it was like I could see my negativity and how that is a, an obstacle to proceeding. And you know, literally, I was going through my defects uh, on on in my writings earlier this morning. Well, you know, how have they harmed me? You know, and so my sister's coming, and we had an interaction, and so that's like you know, that's the 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 material for my stuff work my my life right now and i i saw myself positive negative positive negative i'm excited for this trip i anticipate fill in the blank fill in the blank my reaction her behavior and so i guess i want to say is the negativity and the let's how do we put this in a positive way a positive pitch um the new attitude is i'm trying i'm you know program is trying i'm trying you know trying maybe we don't use that in this room but it's like i'm I'm growing, so that's that's all I have to say. And it's it feels at the moment small meeting, even though I know there are probably hundreds of people. But I'm feeling good about that because it's a little um, 
it's so big in the in the end and you know virtually thank you very much glad to be here bye Abby. thank you abby uh, would you please introduce yourself and include your state please I couldn't Abby, hear could what you please include, could you please include your state? This is Abby B. I, I, did. I, I did. Abby B in Maryland. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Before we continue with our second group of names, we are starting the chapter into action on page 72, the first paragraph beginning with having made our personal inventory, and we're reading through that one paragraph only. And though we value everyone's experience, we ask that you please limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. Who else would like to share today? Please include your state when you do introduce yourselves. Linda D. Patio. NWH. Okay, hold on. Hold on. I've got Linda D. and Ken WH. Patio. Morazine, Virginia. Was that Patty O? Yes. And. Okay, Patty O, and then I heard uh, Maura. Morgan K. Maura Z. Okay, Morgan K and Maura Z. Maura Z in Virginia. Okay. Anybody else? Here's who I've got so far. Linda D, Patty O, Ken WH, Morgan K, and Maura Z. If I... Messed up your name, just please correct it when you introduce yourself. Anybody else want to share? All right. Linda D., you're up first and then followed by Patty. Go ahead, Linda. Good morning, everybody. It's Linda D. in Connecticut. I'm, I hope, um, I'm not sync. I, I don't know how to say this. Um, okay. I'm so thrilled and impressed to see people healing. It's dazzling. And um, someone just said to be gentle with herself. I hope she heard me say bravo, because I did right out loud. I've watched this person heal. It's magnificent. This program is magnificent. I know when I did a fourth step, and I did it decades ago, I only did it once, went through all the steps and live in the steps to the best of my ability. I I was terrified. And at that time, because it's so long ago, uh, how can I say it? It was pretty shame-based, and it was pretty cuckoo. Um in that it was shame-based and um, focusing on defects. And my sponsor, uh, she was a wonderful person. And she saved me. God used her to save me because she sat there with a pen and a pad, and she just wrote patterns. And she was so kind, and and it took so long. It took hours and hours. It it wasn't what it is now in visions. And um, she just gave me such insight. Um, and I, I live in that insight now. And I screw up regularly, just like every other human being on the planet. I had no idea that it was about compassion to myself. I didn't even know God was real. So it's amazing to me that I live from this center of God-centeredness now. 
and I look in the mirror and I honestly try to be a very good friend to myself and knock off uh, all that self-criticism. Just observe what the disease is doing as dispassionately as I can and ask God to guide me out of this. Save me. Save me from myself. Please show me. And I wait. And if I have to call somebody, I do. What a gift. What a tremendous gift in a world that's pretty wacky. I don't care to see the world in 90 seconds. Thank you. I'd much rather go to this meeting. I just love you all. You're you're healing me. Thank you so much for sharing. And I pass. Thank you so much, Linda. Patty O, you're up next, followed by Ken WH. Go ahead, Patty. Hi, my name is Patty O, and I live in Florida. And what a leap of faith it is for me to admit something that I'm so ashamed of. But it's it's like the practice of a lifetime is hiding who I tr- truly am. And, uh, you know, where it's in how it works, where it says, rarely have we seen a person fail who has thoroughly followed our path. I, I have, if I want to heal, if I want to experience freedom and joy and um, compassion, I need to follow the directions. And I had a sponsor early on when I was getting sober, and she said, I'm going to ask you to take some steps that you don't understand. You won't understand how they apply to you, but I'm going to ask you to do them anyway. And in all my years of sobriety, that has so paid great dividends in my life, that admission. I, I've done many fourth and fifth steps, and each time I do them honestly, something new pops up, some new lesson for living. You know, uh, I don't know where I learned to be so afraid of saying something to, honestly to somebody that it would be like giving you ammunition against me. So when I say it, it puts it out there and it makes it real and it makes me accountable. Uh, the, the part I never really got was that change is so scary for me. You know, it's, it's horrible the places that I've lived and the things that I have done. And it's painful. It's my shit. Sorry for the language. But it's, it's my shit. And it's familiar to me. And so I don't want to change it because you don't know what you're going to get. I don't know what I'm going to get. So again, it comes to that leap of faith. So change is very painful, but I'll tell you what's even more painful is not changing. Knowing something needs to be changed and not being willing to change it. And I've done both changes, admission, uh, accountability, and I I don't understand why it works, but I do know that it works. And so I just have to keep following the directions. Um, I want what you people have. And in order to have that, I have to do what you do. 
So I appreciate all your input. So far, you guys are doing a great job with my life. And uh, thank you. Thank you, Patty. Ken WH, you're up next, followed by Morgan K. Go ahead, Ken. Hey, Brother Rick. Thank you. Uh, good morning. This is Ken WH, Recovered Compulsive Eater from North Carolina. <clears throat> um, I'm just aware of a couple things. Um, I, I've always appreciated that it does say into action and not into thinking. Um, referring to page 336, um, there it's mentioned uh, that person giving that story mentions that whole idea that into thinking is not a uh, slogan, <laughs> and that's a good thing. Um, I, I remember going to meetings and just about every they'd have the slogans in, in framed along the wall, and uh, uh, one of them was "Think, Think, Think," which I found to be an interesting slogan, so to speak. But then it, I would always see it turned upside down, and it's "Think, Think, Think," and then turn it over, um, turn it over, turn it over, turn it over. Um, I was even uh, given a a flat stone once that said turn it over on it. And then you turn it over and on the other side it said turn it over. Uh, That's an ongoing constant process as I trudge the road of happy destiny. And that's what I think this is talking about in that um, I'm trying or making my way along this road and uh, stumbling at times, but heading towards this new attitude and a new relationship uh, that's just developing over time. This is step five, and at step nine, we get the promises that tell me my whole attitude and outlook upon life is going to change. And that's the new attitude and outlook that I live in today, which is the great blessing of working through these steps. Step five is that one of just letting it all out, turning it over, turning it over to my God, to my own self-understanding, to another person, and and uh, just letting it go and giving it into the to the loving hands of the power that has been saving my life, and um, I'm so uh, so grateful for that, and um, I'm just so grateful, Rick, that you're. Um, sharing with us today and doing service. So God bless you, my friend, and I pass. Uh, Thank you, Ken. Thank you so much. Morgan Kay, you're up next, followed by Maura Z. Go ahead, Morgan. Hi, this is Morgan Kay from Manitoba, Canada. I am a very nervous, compulsive reader. Um, I... I'm back. I'm newly back after going out there. Uh, zero out of five stars. Do not recommend. Um, I am not where we are um, in this in the in the big book yet. But I just wanted to share that you know something that jumped out at me right away was obstacles uh, in our path. And it, you know, I. I would be lying if I said I didn't just want to figure this out and solve it and figure out what my all my obstacles are and then just finally, you know, recover. <laughs> um, and I know that that is my will wanting that. And one thing that has really jumped out to me is my dishonesty and how much my dishonesty is an obstacle 
I mean, obviously, but you know, I, you hear things when you hear them um, and how much it feeds my will, you know? And I also heard today, you know, not keeping it simple versus not keeping it simple. And, um, you know, on Saturday I was, I'm only like, I was six days absent and I decided to go through with a hosting a party and then everyone left and I was left with food that I immediately threw away. But that's not keeping it simple. And, you know, it was my will that told me, oh, just go ahead. Like, you can handle this. You've done this a million times. Like, just go. And then I also heard today, you know, need someone else. Uh, and, and that's my fellows and my sponsor. And so I told my, my sponsor, you know, because before I just wouldn't have said anything. She doesn't need to know. But I needed to tell her that that's, that's what happened. And, you know, it ended up being okay. But, um. I need to be honest, you know, and, and, and that's, that's so difficult for me, but I'm so grateful that I was able to see it, you know, and, and to talk to someone and, um, and yeah, with that, I'll pass. Thank you uh, for everyone during service today. Thank you, Morgan. Maura Z, you're up next, and then we'll get a couple more names. Good morning, Rick. Thank you. My name is Maura Z, and I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Virginia, starting my timer. And um, I love what someone said already, that this chapter is called Into Action and not Into Thinking, because most of my life I was trying to think my way out of every situation I found myself in only coming to realize later that it was my thinking that got me into those situations to begin with. So, you know, using a sick mind to uh, help a sick mind, we know that that's like a hamster wheel. It just goes round and round. Nothing ever happens. Oh, my goodness. We have admitted certain defects. We have ascertained in a rough way what the trouble is, and we have put our finger on the weak items in our inventory. Certain defects, fear, anger, selfishness, I could add to the list. I could absolutely add to the list. And all of those things, I never before program thought of them as defects. It was just how my mind worked. These are just normal things that everyone experiences. But having gone through the 12 steps a few times, and the latest time recently, um, these are indeed defects of my character. These are not the things that I want to build my life upon. These are things that I want to, in fact, have cast out. I want to make sure that I'm not living on them and I'm not reacting in these knee-jerk reactions. This is how I've always done it, so this is how I'm going to do it for the rest of my life. And I'm so grateful that that's not a true statement anymore, that now I've been made aware of them and I can ask God to remove them on a daily basis, excuse me, ask God to remove them on a daily basis and I can try my best not to be angry. I caught myself just just last night getting angry at something someone said on TV and I blurted it out and then I stopped instantly and I said, okay, you have a strong reaction to this. Why? Let's look at this thing. And before it would have just been a normal reaction and I would not have taken the time to think about it. 
but it serves me better to take a look at these things and to cast them aside knowing they no longer serve me. They served me at one time, absolutely. They were coping mechanisms. I totally understand that. But now I've gotten to a point in my life where I don't want them to serve me anymore. And so I'm looking to cast them out and I'm grateful that you all are here to help me notice these things and to work through the steps. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks, Rick. Thank you so much, Maura. And uh, let me get a couple more names. Joanne from Minnesota. Is that Joanne? Well, Joe. And okay. Joe, J-O. And uh, heard a male voice? Well, Sam. Russ. Got you. Got you, Russ. All right, uh, Joe, was that uh, M as in Mary or N as in Nancy? M as in Mary. All right, you're up. Go ahead, and then Russ, you can take us out. Okay, thank you very much. My name is Joe M., compulsive overeater in Minnesota. This requires action on our part, which, when completed, will mean that we have admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our defects. And I, I see today that it says this requires action on our part. It does not, it does not require me to have faith in something. It doesn't require me to believe in something. It doesn't require me to trust something. It requires action on my part. And for me, that has been very essential to understand that there's action in front of me to be done. And the action that is in front of me to be done is motivated by a deep desperation to come out of the hell that I've been living in. Because when I got to step five, I did not have faith or trust or belief in this process. Why would I? I had never experienced it before. So it does not require those things of me. And that is such good news for somebody like me because I come to trust and faith and belief very slowly. It's really got to be earned. And it's not going to be earned until I take the action and find out what the results are. So I really love that they say this requires action on our part. I find recovery is very action-oriented, which does not mean willpower. It's a different kind of action. It's a willing action. It's a surrendered action. So with that, I will pass. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Russ, you are up. Hi, Rick. Good morning. Good morning, Russ. I'm Recover Compulsive Overeater from Northtown, PA. So I'm, I still could be all talk and no action. BSer, but when it comes down to it, a lot of times I I just cower in fear to get things done. I've been better since I've been in program, and when I came to the fifth step, it was like I was at a cross crossroads, you know. And many different steps are like that, you know. This one was to me. I seem to be in a, at a crossroad. Like, look, if I don't do this. You know, the book has those specific instructions to yourself, to God, yourself, and another human being. Not to God and yourself. A lot of fear. But I knew if I didn't do that, I'm going to lose my family. And I'll probably die, die very young and not really have a purpose in life. So I, I had to take this step in fear. I did it in fear. And, you know, it was pretty damn cool, if you can believe it. I got to get through it. 
and I was thorough. And once I started going, I really was talking, but there was action behind that talk because uh, I hit every every kernel of that four-step, everything that I had to admit, and I felt I, I, I became freer. You know, I became freer, and uh, it's scary. And over over sponsoring, you know, I'm tailoring. How would you say refining how to be a pretty try to be a good sponsor? You see where people have a hard time, and then they 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 can end up falling back into the addiction. So what I'm getting at is if I could take this action even in fear and get free and keep working and keep moving forward, anybody can. So it's through the grace of God. It's through the grace of God that I have that action. It's not like in my willpower. It's through the grace of God. So, all right. Love you. You have a beautiful day. Thank you, Russ. And uh, we actually have some time left on the clock for about a two, two and a half minute share. Who would like to take that? Alexis F. You got it, Alexis. Go ahead. Um, This step prepared me for step seven and nine and took away my delusions and fantasy and brought me to reality. When uh, before I got married, my husband was president of his fraternity. And I was president of my freshman class of nursing school. <clears throat> and like uh, Bill W., I had some grandiosity about it. So we would have this great, um, perfect future together. And, uh, you know, a lot of ambitions would be fulfilled. And uh, it, it helped me to take people off pedestals. You know, the last uh, thing that Dr. Bob said to Bill W. was, let's keep this thing simple. And uh, um, I was thinking of my daughter is in college and she's... um, getting straight A's, but there's a professor right now who gave her a lower grade. And, um, you know, something that she worked on for a long time, period of time. And uh, I didn't think she deserved it. She didn't think she deserved it. And we, you know, got, I got very resentful about it, very angry. Kept me up last night for a little while. We got up this morning. We talked a little bit about it, and I said, let's say a prayer for this person, this professor. Right after I said the prayer, all those feelings and all that attitude went away from me. And that's what it's talking about in this paragraph, a change of attitude and a change of uh, heart. Thank you. We're out of time right now. Uh, thanks so much for your share. Could you uh, give us the state you're calling from, please? Alexis, can you come back on and share with us the state you're calling from, please? You talking to me? This is Alexis. Yeah, uh, what? Yeah, you're. St- oh, New Jersey. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you so much, everyone, for who shared. And um, 
Please join us for a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following closing. The share ID for today, Monday, April 3rd, 2023, is 20,115. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. Claire E., please read A Vision for You. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Well, certainly will. Thank you very much. Page 164. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit and you shall surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then. We're just waiting for